did you feel prepared and like you should be in the ring today? Oh yes, I was well prepared. You know, I'm just I'm sad for my team because we worked so hard and uh, I just did my best. I felt great. You know, I was in good shape, but uh, I wasn't strong enough for uh, Gomez. And it's just seen. It just shows that I, I don't belong at 147. You don't belong in 147 and can't make 140, and therefore you're a man without a weight division. No, so that means hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> A fond farewell from all of us at HBO Sports to Arturo Gatti, whose trilogy with Mickey Ward, his trainer tonight, meant so much to the most recent years of our boxing telecast, who was one of the most exciting fighters ever to appear on our network and who proved more than any other fighter the paradigm that it doesn't matter so much whether you win or lose. It's more about how you fight. That's what builds your relationship to the public. That's what built the Arturo Gatti love affair, which sustained him through so much of his career. Well, joining me today on Zoom is Guillaume Carlier, the director, screenwriter of the film, well, the documentary more specifically, and documentary series, Thunder, The Life and Death of Arturo Gatti. You might have heard of this boxer. If not, uh, it's an incredibly fascinating story that you can check out the world premiere. That's right, folks. It's the world premiere of this series uh, and doc on Saturday, April 29th at 4.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema as part of Cuff, the Calgary Underground Film Festival. What's fantastic about this is the game is going to be in attendance for a Q&A after this because I feel like it's going to be an awesome conversation because there's so much in this series. And Adam Scorgi, also a producer on this, uh, is going to be in attendance too. You can find out more, get tickets at calgaryundergroundfilm.org. And we'll also talk about where you may be able to see it later if you can't make this world premiere. Gim, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Yeah, great to have you here. Montreal boxer Arturo uh, Gotti was a legend in his time. But this, the whole crux of the series is this mysterious death behind him, which has remained suspiciously really unsolved, essentially, even though some Brazilian police might disagree. Um, there's so much, so many layers here to thunder the life and death of Arturo Gotti. So I'll just give it to you to kind of give the audience a little bit of a synopsis and maybe uh, what you want to reveal about you know, his life and what you examine in this documentary. You know, the subtitle of the film is The Life and Death of Arturo Gotti. And yes, I would say that his his life and his career has been eclipsed by the by his death. For those who don't know who Arturo was, Arturo was a, a Canadian boxer who grew up in Canada and then eventually moved to New Jersey to go pro. The peak of his career, you could say that he kind of had two peaks, one in the mid to late 90s, and then one again when he fought uh, a trilogy with Mickey Ward. And if you've seen that film, The Fighter, starring Mark Wahlberg, that's who Mickey Ward is. It's based on his life. Mickey Ward himself has told us, like, I'm surprised they made a movie about me. Arturo's life is more interesting. So we really wanted to honor. There's one major hurdle that we wanted to overcome, <clears throat> which was honoring Arturo's life. Arturo made enormous contributions to Canadian athletics just in general. And, you know, I think that that people got so hung up in a sort of tabloid sense about his death that they forgot about celebrating his life. So we did our best to do this and to remind people that he's from Canada. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. It's a it's a kind of like a strange stone that we had to overturn. And then the uh, the rest of the documentary series focuses on what happened just before his death and what happened in the fallout of his death. Because the important thing to, to mention here is that when Arturo died, two years later, CBC and CBS did their big reports on his death. And they kind of lean towards the suicide angle. Nothing ever really official, but they they, they tend to lean towards it. From our point of view, 
here we are now, we started filming this in 2021. So we had the vantage of time and we were able to look at all of the media that has talked about Arturo's death and what was left out. So yeah, I would say that uh, when you watch this documentary, you're going to be introduced to who Arturo is. And if you're already a fan, you're going to be relieved to see a celebration of his life. And we're going to try to bring some new evidence to light that has not been uh, analyzed yet. Oh, we're talking about Thunder, the life and death of Arturo Gotti, uh, the world premiere. And we just talked about it being a series, but all three episodes are going to be screening at Cuff on April 29th. That's Saturday, April 29th at 4.30 p.m. So you catch the entire series. This isn't just a teaser and making you want to go watch more. It's like you're getting the full product. That's mm -hmm. why it's the world premiere. I love that you took the time particularly in that first episode, the first part of it, to set up Arturo Gatti as a person, you know, and especially as a fighter. And you just talked about the trilogy, Mickey Ward. It creates a bond and you start to talk about that friendship in that first part. Why was it so important for you to examine this in detail? Because there had to be an acceleration or at least a temptation to accelerate the story, to get to like the sensationalism that you just talked about that most people focus on. Yeah, I guess that we can like sort of zoom out for a second and look at Mickey and Arturo's relationship. Yeah. Um, it is unusual. In in Within boxing, it is unusual for two fighters who compete in a trilogy of fights against each other to form such a close bond. In my opinion, in, in my interpretation of this, there is a uh, there's something to be said about the character of these two men that became such close friends after this trilogy. You know what I mean? Like... How, how often does it happen in athletics where the, like a bond is created, you know? I mean, you don't really see, you don't see it in tennis, you don't see it in hockey or like other solo sports, you know? Maybe a little bit in like Formula One with like Gilles Villeneuve and stuff like that. But anyways, the point is that it's unique. And uh, these two men, maybe this is what makes boxing special is that they went far. They went far together in like in a place that not many humans get to go, right? Like that is like a, a feat of endurance that is so intense. Yeah. So I think that they, they developed like a, a, a certain respect and admiration for each other, for sure. Yeah. And I think that kind of angle of, of really humanizing him makes this documentary work in particular. And, and because I, I do end up getting frustrated because there's such a glut on the market right now of, you know, sensationalized kind of like murder stories or anything that's even kind mm -hmm. of like, at least like there's some sort of level of mystery. And that's what I like what you do with this film. One of the other things that you address here is this, this fact of you don't avoid unraveling what effects CTE or even mental health would have had on Arturo. And these are things that are really important to discuss as well, because I don't know that they were really acknowledging them at that moment at the level they probably should have. But yeah. then you have so much testimonial about the impossibility of a suicide from his friends and other people that he had worked with and fought and just yeah. how tough he was, right? And you you give that in that first episode. So on top of that, you have all these questions surrounding Amanda Rodriguez, who mm -hmm. is uh, the woman he was with at that time, and her relationship with Arturo and the lies and the alienation of his friends. This just... <laughs> That's what I mean when I'm like, there's so much stuff in here to really yeah. approach. How do you balance all of this? And I haven't even given anything away at this point, right? How do you balance all that in storytelling? Oh, man. I mean, listen, when the team got this project and we were going forward with it, uh, we we actually, we really did approach it 50-50. We could go either way. Was it suicide? Was it murder? And, you know, there. I think like one of the things that we were faced when we were um, putting everything just on the same playing field, you know, all the, all the data is that there's a possibility to like sensationalize this and do this sort of like, was it murder? Was it suicide? Da, 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 da. Like you could really like sensationalize it. It's already a sensational story, but 
what we wanted to do is sort of like step back a little bit from all that sensationalizing and, and think from our perspective, like, okay, if I died mysteriously, I would want my friends and family to comment on the kind of person that I was, you know, I wouldn't want like people from my deep past saying that they knew me best, which is unfortunately in the case of Arturo's story, a lot of people from his past came out making claims about the kind of person that he really was, but we don't know that, you know, the other thing, the other thing that we went back and forth on a lot too, is like, Giving a lot of time and um, credence to the people who brought up the points for suicide because it's too easy to dismiss. And in this time that we live in of like almost like an overabundance of information where you can like Google anything and it will confirm your bias. We wanted to at least push back on the, the bird theory. And when we found that we pushed back and entertained the idea of suicide, there was a lot of darkness in Arturo's life. And I think that the people closest to him were a little bit in denial about this. So we didn't want to become ourselves in denial about the darkness that was in Arturo's life. We are talking today about the documentary film Thunder, The Life and Death of Arturo Gotti. It'll actually be a three-part series at some point. But right now, it's the world premiere of it on Saturday, April 29th at 4.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema as part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival. You can get tickets at calgaryundergroundfilm.org. This is really familiar ground with your uh, producer, who's also going to be in the house, Adam Scorgi. His background with films like Ice Guardians, uh, which maybe many people have seen, uh, Bisping, which came out a little bit more recently, Tough Guy, the Bob, Bob Probert story. So talk just a little bit about that guidance that you get from somebody like him and what that working relationship is for a documentarian and maybe the producer, because I think people are much more familiar about what it does within fiction. Yeah, I would almost liken producer-director relationship in a documentary as almost like um, it's definitely more of a team effort, almost like a writer-director relationship in a weird way, because a documentary producer has to sort of open up all the doors for you to do your job properly. But at the same time, they have to be able to like rein in a tight budget or or make tough choices for you that you can't make, you know, and they also like must open some doors, you know, this is Adam Scorgi's speciality is that he, he knows how to like open doors and he's a dreamer too adam is a big dreamer which i really this is what resonated the most with me when i started working with him i would say that like the this is the first time that adam has done a true crime it's the first time that he's worked on a series as well i come from a bit more of like a series background too because in my french career because I'm, I'm bilingual in my french career i have worked on on tv series docuseries before but what i found helpful about adam especially was that he's done so many successful sports documentaries he understands the audience he understands the formula and what was nice is that he allowed me to play with it, you know, because I could point out things about the formula, about sports documentary formulas that I perhaps don't like so much. And Adam would ask me to just challenge it, play with it, try something new, you know, but also at the same time, like I learned a lot from Adam. I learned how to respect the tropes, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that that's always easy to do necessarily because it seems like other people might be pushing in a direction to follow those because you're like, well, that's what works. Thunder is also a very big shift from your first film, Everybody All Together Now, which is an experimental series of vignettes about various odd characters in Calgary. So talk to us about the learning curve for you uh, walking into a project like Thunder and maybe what you took from your past work to make that film work. Yeah, I almost feel like uh, like I have like two, two lives or something like that. I mean, like I said, in my French career, I, I have mostly worked on uh, documentary TV, docuseries, stuff like this. My, my formative training has always been in like being thrown into strange places across Canada or the world. And then you just have to make something happen. That, that skill has really helped me become 
I guess like an experimental filmmaker when it comes to uh, the kinds of like fiction films I make. Cause I make, I basically, I make films that are considered docu-fiction. Uh, I don't know if you know that term, but um, basically it means like you're shooting something that, that is real, but then you edit it in such a way that it becomes fiction. When it comes to Thunder, Thunder was on a much bigger scale with, let's face it, there are real world consequences to, to what this film is talking, what this series is talking about. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that it wasn't too much of a stretch. It's just that the scale of Thunder was was much bigger and uh, and I had someone like Adam Scorgi in my, in my corner, which is, it's a much big, different uh, and better scenario. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can check out Thunder, The Life and Death of Arturo Gatti. Uh, you could meet Guillaume Collier because he's going to be there as part of the world premiere on Saturday, April 29th at 4.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema as part of Cuff, the Calgary Underground Film Festival. Now, we've kind of alluded to it before that this is a world premiere of the entire thing together as one film, but really it's going to be three episodes eventually that's going to air on Super Channel. I know you probably can't give everything away about it, but maybe let the audience know if they miss out on this. Like, how is another way that they can either connect with the film or maybe eventually at some point hopefully see it? A couple options for the good people out there. In, in early May, it will be on, streaming on Amazon, or sorry, on um, Super Channel Fuse. So if you have Amazon Prime, it's one of the sub channels there. So you can pick it up through there. And then uh, we will be doing a, a reduced screening. So only two, the first two episodes in Edmonton, uh, early May. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. And if you live in Montreal, we'll be doing basically like a, a homecoming screening in Arturo's hometown of Montreal later in May. All right. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you covered Alberta fully. You got Edmonton, Calgary, plus you got to go back to Montreal. I think that's really going to be the incredible screening for you probably because so many people involved uh, in the film are going to be there and so many people with connections to them that maybe you didn't even interview or see are going to show up and check it out. And I think uh, hopefully they'll find that to be a really loving tribute to this man uh, who had an incredible but a tragically short life. My goal is to is to honor his life. Yeah, and honor his community. Well, I definitely think you've done that, Cam. Thank you so much for the film. Thank you so much for your time to talk today. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, your son quietly made a guest spot there. <laughs> I'm glad he had a good time listening to you talk about the film. Best of luck in the future. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you in the next project. Okay. Thanks so much, Christian.